Got it. Meeting recorded. Okay, we are in with the Off-Road On-Air podcast. Unfortunately, Andy couldn't join here. Is this today? Well, we've got Marley and myself. How you doing? I'm Thomas. I'm Marley Grubby. How's he going? Yes, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Andy couldn't make it. He is at the Ultimate 4x4 Challenge over in Broken Hill. Uh, we all wish him well as well, too, as well. Fingers crossed. Hoping, hoping that he gets a pole position there as well, too. That would be absolutely incredible for the team. If uh, that's the all-access off-road team, that would be amazing if those guys could get a pole position. I mean, they came second in Wild Dog Winch Challenge. Our fingers are crossed for you, buddy. Thank you very much, Andy. Wish you luck. Mate, we don't want no pole position. We want big one of these, big W. We want to win. He's going to do it. He's a champion, and I believe in him. Him and the boys are going to smash it out, and they're going to come first, I reckon. Yeah, and He's so an absolute because of weapon that, behind the wheel. He is. And because of that, uh, we're going we're gonna to do uh, a really nice, strong episode as well. Marley, what have we discussed to talk about? We have discussed Built Not Bored. This is not affiliated with Sam Miles, by the way. This is just something that we came up with the idea. Um, we're going to be talking about... Um, you building your own car versus you paying someone else to build your own car, like the reliability factors, the safety, all those sorts of things. Um, probably one of the first things is, as probably a lot of people would be worried about, is reliability. Um, reliability with your truck is a very important factor in the Australian outback. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Reliability. Getting home is such an important value that a car has to do for you. Yeah, getting home. It's, it's, everyone's got that little uh, little bit of um, sticker on the bumper on their Jesus bar, and it's, remember, stupid, you're driving this home. And sometimes it goes with that little bit further. Underneath the bonnet has got to be 100, 110%, 120%. It's just got, you've got to trust it. And that one out of everything, I mean, there's a lot of other things you can do on your driveline, issues with tires as well too, anything to do with other things, but an engine's got to be sound and there's not many backyard fixes for engines. Mm. You can always bush mechanic something up, mate. I've done it before, but I don't know. Sometimes it's just some things that you can't get apart or get away with. If you're not getting compression in your engine and it doesn't start, there's no backyard fixes for that. Yeah. Reliability in, in making the fuel work and the engine turn over as well too, which is a lot of the reasons why people drive manuals because as soon as that starter motor goes, at least they can full, full start it um, or yep. have someone drag start them. I think in a way, yeah. man, it's a more of a rewarding thing for yourself to be able to say, I went out and did that hardest hell track and my mate got his car destroyed. He might have done all the real hard tracks. To change, same as me, but I got my car home. So, And I don't have to fork out thousands of dollars for new transmission, new motor, rebuilds, diffs, and stuff like that. I got my car home because I know how to drive, and my car's reliable. Damn right. Yeah, and that's a lot of the times that's where we get that classic hashtag from, mods before maintenance as well, too. Sometimes you've got to spend a little bit of money on maintenance. Just to get you there. Um, and sometimes it is as simple as doing an oil change as well. So, and uh, oil isn't cheap at the same time, but at the same time, oil is really cheap for the value that it gets you 
and just getting there and back as well too. It's such a valuable product that uh, gets taken advantage, granted a lot as well too. What are you on about, Tom? Your oil's just going in your car, mate. You got to look at LED whip lights, full bars, bloody seven-inch lift 38s, all that sort of stuff. That's what people really care about. No, no, no. We're talking facts you here, need, boys. You need, absolutely. Servicing you, is very you need, important. You absolutely need a rear, you need a rear bar. You need a rear bar, absolutely. Throw the awning on. I have spoke to a mate today. Uh, shout out, Mitchell. He is in crisis mode because he's put too much weight on his car as well, too. So that one's a big shock load to the thing that really lowers his reliability of his um, vehicle because there's so much more burden on the weight of the vehicle. He actually found a crack in one of the front uh, parts of his engine bay as well, too, which uh, had wow. him in, 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 in alarm bells. Too. And this is not an old car. This is a modern car. Um, wow. This is like less than 10 years old as well, too. Yeah, and he was nervous as well, too. So he is literally just gutting the car to, like, take uh, as much weight off as possible as well to get back that reliability uh, in that kind of sense as well, too. So, yeah, it's made him a little bit nervous. Uh, I've, I've been telling him for months, I'm like, I, I stripped everything off Luxie. Um, I'm back to Trayback now just so I can go <laughs> light as anything. Um, if I need to take any extra stuff, parts as well too they don't take up that much space as well i've always got a spare set of cvs because ifs life (laughs) (laughs) um which that's another one like you spoke about before we jumped on tires can you skimp out on tires or do you go the top level as well um in my opinion man i've only ever run cheap chinese tires oh no that's a lie um, the Colorado, I had a set of really good, um, for me, really good um, Tyco. I think that's what they're called. Tyco, something like that. And they were a nice set of all terrains. They were bloody yep. awesome. But the most value for money that I find is those cheap Chinese set of tires. Eh? Uh, I think they're a $280 tire I've got on the 80 series. $280 compared to your $380, $400 tires. And they go just as good. Um, they might be only a two-ply sidewall. But the only other issue I've had with one of them was I ran over my jack because of 80 serious things. I'm using that as a handbrake and forgot that I had it there and ran over that and it's popped the sidewall. So it had nothing to do with the tread or anything like that. It was my stupidity. And then worst comes to worst, you go and spend another 200, 300 bucks on a new tire, man, instead of five, $600 for these proper extreme race tires that someone's using to go away every fifth weekend. The Maxxis Razors are at the top of that. Everyone's got to have a set of the Maxxis Razors uh, to, to get out and do those comp tracks. And me, I'm, I, what have I got? I've got a, I've got a cheap set on the, the Hilux. Um, and they're just the simplest of road tyres, basically, with a little bit of all-terrain. There's no sidewall, basically, on them. Um, I don't do that much full driving in them, but I do have a set of um, BF, um, what are they called? Uh, Bajas. I'm going to say Bajas. So, and that's what they're on. They are my hardcore um, mud terrain tire, but at the same time, I don't buy that 
I don't buy a lot of my tires um, brand new. I know the, I bought the cheapy Chinese ones that I've got on the Hilux. They're, they're brand new. Um, I actually had them on the previous new slash old Giro and I took the rims off them and put them on the Hilux before I sold it. Um, and then all the other cars have got secondhand tires, but they are brand name tires as well too. So I'm running the Toyos on the, the Cruiser. The Toyos on the Cruiser, uh, they're amazing. Um, I'm probably going to get another set because yep. they were that good and I'll, and I'll get a brand new set, I reckon, of them. Um, and I'm just trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, so those are the three main tires that I'm running. I have no idea what I've got on the new pads. I think they're just a, oh, there they are. Wait, if I go that way, you might be able to see the brand of tire just here. No, on that just one. Just a nice yeah. set of all terrain, mate. Yeah, um, those are unfortunately definitely going. I'll probably be going 33s on the yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the new, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably put the new uh, 33s on it. And just probably max it out. It's probably is the best way of describing. So that's just going to be a little weekend warrior car. I probably might even put those Bajas on on that padge as well too. I mean, they're sitting there doing nothing. So exactly, why not? Yeah, and turn it into an absolute weapon. Well, here's one thing for the build my board sort of thing. I'm not sure if it's really build my board, but going out and buying a brand new set of tires and rims versus going to marketplace or Gumtree and buying a brand, like for you, a brand new set of rims, but for someone maybe 20,000 Ks old, like you're going to save a shit ton of money just going out and buying a second hand pair of tires and rims that you'll just be able to go do the exact same stuff with. It might last you a little bit less, but with the money you save, I feel like it's a little bit up and down. Like you got to weigh up your option between do I want a brand new set of rim and tire that's going to last me an extra five, 6,000 Ks. But then again, you might just blow a sidewall out and punch in a, tire, punch in a stick in a tire. You're using these things to go proper off road. There's going to be sticks and gravel and rocks poking out everywhere. You might just wreck a brand new set of tires where you could have just got a second handset that are just as good. And yeah. And absolutely. And you might not only just wreck the, the tire, you might wreck the rim as well too. I mean, if it's an alley rim, it's gone. You're not, you, you don't repair or re do anything on an alley rim. It's, it's done. Exactly. Once it's cracked, it's over. You're it's, it's scrap metal, basically. You can't really save them. Um, you could got the option of a steel rim and you can smash that back with a hammer. But at the same time, you're never going to get that back from the perfect groove. And it does take yep. a lot of smashing with a hammer to get it back. I mean, you're doing going to do a backyard fix and then you're probably going to absolutely strip the paint off trying to hit it with a sledgy to get it back. Um, 100%. Ruts, it will, ruts will set in as well too. You'll never get it back to the way you want. But that's the where the marketplace comes in. You are going to be paying less than easily less than half of what they paid. Um, you're never going to get your money back on rims. Uh, if yep. you've got a set of tyres on them, you might if you're going to on-sell them as well too. But there's a lot of people out there um, that just will refuse to touch. Just ab simply refuse. It's almost like a mantra for them that they won't have second-hand tyres on their car. They'll, they'll yep. only buy a brand new set. And as soon as that brand new set gets to 50% or halfway or just a little bit further, they'll sell on. them on to try and get the money back. And then they'll put a brand new set back on as well too. Like there's a lot yep. of people out there that are just they'll never change out of the way and props to them as well too new tires are safer uh you've got the ability to brake way quicker uh, 100%. you don't have to do all the crazy up brake 
you don't have to do the crazy brake upgrades. You just have to have a decent set of tires that grip on the road when there's that brake force supplied sometimes. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly, man. Um, even just the cheap set of tires would be awesome for that bloke that wants a nice set of tires for driving around or something like that. And then he wants a weekend set of tires that he can just leave in his shed or in his wet, in his garage and just have a set of tires that, oh, we're going to Glasshouse this weekend. Let's chuck these on and we'll go have a smash round. And then he doesn't have to worry about having to come home and, oh, shit, now I've got work on Monday. What am I going to do for tires? Or it's the exact same thing for the P-plater. P-plater, oh, I want these nice, cool tires. I can't afford a three grand set of tires. How about I go buy these $1,500 ones that are a little bit worn, but it's the exact same tire. I can go everywhere the exact same place and I'm getting it for half the price. Absolutely. And that's where like a lot of people have, it was, uh, it was Jim's 22 Navara, one of, uh, one of the blokes down here that does uh, a bit of mud running on his and around. He, I don't know if he coined the term or not, cheese graters. He just had a set that Jeez, he God. threw on for the week. He just had a set that he threw on for the week. And then he threw his Cymex 35s that he had <laughs> just sitting in the backyard. So he, so he never used oh, to use the, the mud terrains to get to work and back. Um, a lot of people have one car. Um, they can't afford multiple cars. So they have multiple sets of tires. And you get a cheap discount set like from Marketplace as well too that you're only using for, on the road to get to work and back. Uh, cheese graters. It's, I didn't know that was a term, um, but the, yeah, that's what he called it, and that's what I now call them as well. So just throw a set of cheese graters on, and you'll be fine until the weekend, and throw the real muddies on. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, what do you reckon about um, built not bought doing your own wiring and battery systems and stuff like that? Would you rather pay someone else to do that, or would you rather attempt to do it yourself and possibly burn your car down? Ooh, depending what side of the, it's kind of like, cause there's the dual battery setup. depending what side of the battery it is, is how nervous I get. If it's coming straight off the cranking battery, um, I'm particularly quite nervous on doing a lot of stuff, but if it's anything off the second battery, you just, as long as you're fusing right, um, I I know a little bit about what you're supposed to put and how much fuse wire, not fuse wire, how big the gauge wire is supposed to be, plus what fuses yep. you, um, you, you should put on as well too. Um, I know a little bit. I did a little bit of stuff back in the day on electronics and electrics as well too. So I've got a little bit of knowledge. Um, there are some things that I refuse to touch on as well too. Anything to do with um, the drivability of the car, I think I had the Lux, when I, when I put the flatbed tray on it, to get the lights wired in, I got a pro to do that. So I just didn't want any issues with it when it came to the indicators, the brakes and all that. Um, that was just get someone else to do because I didn't want the issue of uh, old copper bro pulling me over for not having work and rear tail lights or indicators and stuff like that. Um, once a bit of mud gets in and I have a low quality setup yep. as well too, that it's not completely insulated inside the housing as well too. Most people don't uh, do a lot of double or triple insulating on any of their wirings and a lot of that stuff when you're doing a lot of river crossings, I mean, you're dipping your tray in and or, or your front of the car as well too. And if they're, they're not wired properly, they'll short out and then you're done. Like, yeah, that's a big one. 
hundred percent, man. Um, another thing with that could be, you might not be very skilled with doing wiring and stuff like that. And instead of risking it on yourself, saving a bit of money and getting a mate to do it, he might say, oh, I'll wire up whatever you want for a carton of piss or something like that. But then you're still going to be worried about, is he just as qualified as you are or something like that? Because he won't give you warranty on if your car burns down. He doesn't have anything like that. You're, just, you're still just as risky, but it's, if he knows what he's doing and you've seen him do it before, he might be a little bit better than yourself. Much cheaper than taking it to go get done by professional auto leckies and stuff like that because I know they charge out the ass for that sort of stuff. But you still got to weigh up your... If your mate doesn't know how to do it either and he's just saying he knows how to do it, your car still might burn down. So if it was a new build for me, it was a, if it was a brand new car, I'd be taking it straight to an auto leckie to do everything. Then I'm still insured, all that sort of stuff. Anything happens, I'm still under yep. it. If Absolutely. For the 80 series, I'll do all my own stuff or I'll have a mate if I don't understand something, he'll just come over and teach me and then I know for next time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's based on the value of I reckon it's based on the value of the car. Absolutely. Like if if it's just a like the old classic shit box, um, yeah, you'd probably give it a go myself. If there's anything of, of value on the vehicle itself or if it's a frick, frick hexy hexy um, vehicle as well too um, especially when it comes to running the cables properly throughout as well um, that can be tough work as well too and knowing where to put them in certain in different cars as well too some of the techniques they use to get um, the wires through and where to put them inside the in and around through the firewall around the doors and underneath the carpers as well too they've, they've done um, dozens They've done it. They've done dozens. They've done hundreds. They'll be a lot quicker. Um, sometimes, for example, I'll take a whole weekend to do just a simple cable from, that runs from the front battery to the back of the car, just so I can get us get the fridge powered as well, to all connected to the, the the dual battery setup as well. If the battery's not um, in, in underneath the bonnet, but an auto is going to do that in about two hours tops. Like he's exactly. not going to take that long at all. And, and that's going to be properly crimped, uh, properly wired, properly fused as well to, yeah, just just efficiency is what they do best. I mean, it's their profession. 100%, man. And then, so what do you reckon about building a board versus stuff like doing all your own bar work and having a prefabbed bar work, like an ARB bar or something like that, and all those sorts of accessories like canopy, tray, um like just basically a whole kit out someone to be able to sit at home and design all that, build it up themselves. It's an awesome feeling to say, I built that by myself, hundred percent me. I know exactly what's going on in there. Anything that breaks, I know how to reweld it myself. But then you're thinking maybe a few weeks, possibly a couple of months before you've got that thing exactly how you want, rather than being able to take it down to ARB or Ironman four by four. And they can just kit it out within a week. So that's another thing, but it's going to cost, five, six times as much money for them to do it. But then you've also got the experience to say that you've done it all. What do you reckon about that, mate? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So the one different factor for me is got to be the bull bar. On new cars, you've got to have uh, ADR compliance with the airbags. That's one of the major ones, especially if you're running with family in the car as well too. It's got to be something to look for. But if you're just running something that doesn't have airbags like we've got in the 80s, um, like any any old bar doesn't matter. If anything, have a go, 
have like if a lot, I'm a big advocate of find see if you can find something, and then I don't know cut bits off, weld other bits back onto it Go as well to that, have yeah. some fun, make something make something semi custom. That's a really popular thing to do to buy a bar and 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 add stuff as well to a really popular one, the X Rocks bar, exactly. and they put the extra and they put the extra hoops on on the side as well too. I see so many like um, Navaras so and simple, but the X Rocks bar. And then just putting, and they put them as high and, and wide as they want, and it just makes that car look them. And uh, they fill in the the gaps with plates as well, too, adding a lot more firmness to the bar, so it's not looking so lightweight and um, competition style as well, too. That's that's a really popular thing to do to a lot of bars. I see a lot of bars um, like the one you've got on Ruby there. Um, that's the old one I think that you've got there. Is that one the old one or the new one? No, that's still the original one. I did buy another one, yep. but it was pretty total. Yeah, not the best. That's fair. But yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of a lot of people. They they'll they'll cut off the hoops on that one and just have the center bit, or they'll completely tear off the bar altogether, and then yep. just have literally like a bump old school bumper. Um, yep. it's really really common thing on the the, the sixty series that they literally just get a piece of steel. And then just a flat bar, gaps, yeah. Gaps, flat bar on gaps on the end, and then just attach that literally in physics to the chassis rails, and then just have it nice, neat, trim, um, and that's really nice and easy as well too. Like you've got most cool style for alley, um, really easily made. So you could literally trace your alley aluminium like frame welds for where they attach to. Um, a lot of things you can buy kit wise to do for um, scrub rails and side steps as well. Um, ha- have a go with a welder, especially if you've got one, um, you can put uh, a whole kit together like that. Sometimes even on the first go, uh, yep. it takes a weekend basically. Um, and it's just the grinder and paint is the welder. I ain't basically. So you can just <laughs> touch, up every- <laughs> touch up everything and uh, just make it look as prim and proper as, as best you can if you don't make the weld properly grind it off and start again it's just yeah you can have as many goes as you want it's just basically gluing with 2000 degrees that's that's the easiest way you can say um, what welding is and everyone does did arts and craft as kids it's just big boys yep. arts and craft um yep. i think that, that yeah go a little bit step further when you do rear bars because there is a little bit of science or a little bit of um, mathematics in, in those. They're making sure that they um, have the right approach, uh, like uh, exit angles as All well too. Especially geometry. If you've got a, yeah, exactly. If you've got a swing away as well too, making sure that can uh, the bar can handle the weight as well too. You see a lot of low grade bars that crack as well too, especially when they chuck on two, uh, two swing away tires or two swing aways plus two jerrys as well. Throwing a lot of weight on the back as well too. That can be a halfway point, maybe. I mean, if you've got a lot of expertise, maybe doing uh, a bit of a bit of welding, rotation and stuff. Yeah, but even then, you could get a standard normal bar and then weld the swingaways on. I mean, that is a possibility yep. that you can get a standard rear bar and then add your own swingaways as well too. That's easily something that you can achieve um, in uh, a, a weekend as well too. That's the same with roof racks, although roof racks are really really flush with the market. I mean, you can pick up a cheap steely for like 20 to 50 bucks on marketplace 
if it's got the sides on it and you don't want that, cut it off and then just have a flatbed. Make one yourself out of something yep. else and then just repurpose, reuse and make it that semi-custom flair for you. Exactly, man. Um, talking about the uh, grinder and paint is the welder I aim. So, mate, Santa's seen my welding and I'm getting a grinder for Christmas. That's what he reckons. <laughs> no, yes. um, it's just, just get out of there and give it a go, really. Just... You, if you don't have a welder, you, one of your mates or your mate's dad's is going to have a welder. Just say, hey, mate, over the weekend, am I able to swing past? And even if you ask for their experience, if they've got one, they might have a bit more experience than you. Might be able to teach you a few things, stuff like that. And with your rear bars and bull bars and stuff, bull bars, if you're doing a complete bull bar by yourself, make 100% sure it's properly braced. If you're putting in a winch and stuff like that, you don't want that bull bar flying off with a winch while you're, while you're stuck in high country on a hill like that, that is not what you want. And same as the rear bar, you're going to make sure it's all properly gusted in and make sure it's all welded really well. And because you, as you said, put two spare wheel carriers onto, onto there or even one wheel carrier and a jerry can holder, that and, a, and your um, dirty bag and stuff like that, you're carrying close to 200, 220 kilos of weight just on the back of your car. And then again, now you're talking back to reliability again, how heavy is your car? The bull bar, rear bar, all that sort of stuff, 350 kilo. If you've got a winch in the front, then you've got scrub bars, all that sort of stuff. Just more weight again, more reliability problems. Yeah, um, it's another one as well too. When the rear bar is play, if you have a tow ball, that changes the game altogether as well too because it's got to be, yep. um, be set up to do those heavy towing capacities that uh, the, the car can actually do. Um, you yep. don't want that stuff as well too um going awry especially when you're towing even if it's a six by four trailer as well too you don't want your six by four trailer just ghosting you and overtaking you <laughs> yep definitely not, not the yeah. best thing to see <laughs> oh what's that oh there that's my caravan <laughs> yeah <laughs> just passing you in the speed lane yeah that's a little bit awkward um and just going into little stuff like the little ins and outs of the camping items that you take with you as well too. Like some people don't like skimping out and do the built not bought stuff for their, their own camping equipment as well too. Cause I see a lot of people, they'll, they'll, they'll buy the flat pack barbecues or not flat pack barbecues, the flat pack fireplaces as well too, just for better yep. storage instead of, instead of bringing the old, um, the old barrel or drum. Um, it's oh, a little bit better with a like lot that, of these yep. modern day setups. Exactly. Like, like just little stuff like that um, as well too. Um, and especially a lot of people, uh, they've got different style of camping setups as well with what they take as well too. Yeah. So like you can have um, like nice and cheapy stuff to, for example, to cook your food in or do you go, do you max it out and get the brand stuff as well too? What do you, what do you normally? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. What do you got? What do you use? Mate, I stand by, um, I like cheap and easy sort of stuff. Like, why go out and spend all this money on camping? By the time you spend all the money on it, you can't get out there. So I rep Kmart stuff, eh? Kmart, they've got a whole camping section with like, I got a campfire slow cooker. I got one of those for 30 bucks. I got a full cutlery set with a chopping board, um, filleting knives, all that sort of stuff, five bucks. Um, with tongs and everything and it's in a little carry bag you just slide that down your side of your chair or anything like that easy access 
Um, they've got they've just got everything there, man. They've got marshmallow sticks, like so you can roast marshmallows. They've got fire pits. I've got a grill, all that sort of stuff. And I also like to rep a bit of King stuff, eh? Um, those King's awnings for a hundred bucks, yeah, you can't really go absolutely. past it. Yeah, King's awnings, King. they go all right. And they're yeah, just their fold out um, or not the awnings, the um, rooftop tents. I've heard a few bad things about them, but like for, for 500 bucks on Marketplace, man, you just chuck a new mattress in it. It's better than paying three to four grand for some of these rooftop tents, eh? Yeah, absolutely. The King's awning, like if I broke my King's awning tomorrow, I'd be buying another one and putting another one on. They're just, it's a set and forget item that goes on the setup as well too, that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Um, that I don't need a super expensive one as well too. Like 90% of the places I'm going, uh, really like wind is a massive factor as well too. It's yep. not even worrying about rain as much. I mean, you can hide away from rain pretty easy. You can't hide from wind as well too. The top quality setups, you're still going to put those tent pegs, tents and tent pegs out and put the guide ropes down. Um, you don't have to, I, I'm not a big fan of spending a uh, thousand bucks on a uh, 270 uh, awning as well too, when you can just uh, have one awning. I've also got a marquee though. So when I would take away with uh, um, the missus as well yep. too, I've, I've got the marquee, the three by three marquee that basically has, and I've got little sidewalls for that as well too. I, that's in, in, in itself uh, a far stronger setup as well too. Um, awesome little home almost base. Like, yeah, I've got an awesome identical little marquee setup that basically almost stays up permanently at the family property up in Dargo. So they just we just leave yep. it up for, for for weeks and months on end. So um, it's it's pretty relatively strong as well too. Um, Marley, we're running out of time, brother. Do you, uh, oh no, we're, we're gonna move on. Do you want to uh, run through what you've been up to? We've got about four minutes left. Yep. Um, just been making TikToks, man. Just been trying to make as many TikToks as I can. I've got a few in the drafts at the moment. I've just, have you checked all your analytics and stuff? All your analytics, um, tell you best place, best times to post all that sort of stuff. If you guys want have a look at that on TikTok, it'll tell you all that sort of stuff. And that's how you get big like me and Tom. You gotta be able to make sure you're posting at the right times for all your viewers to want to be able to watch it. Um, actually sunglasses. Can you see them? Yep. Um, Two Savage. Um, I'm doing like an affiliate little program with Two Savage. Um, they've sent me out the sunglasses. I'm going to be doing two TikTok videos on them. If you want a set of these, they've got some awesome sunglasses, actually. Um, I've got the tiger print ones. I've got some 24 karat gold ones. They've got just a whole bunch of awesome glasses. If you want to get those, I've got a 10% discount code in my bio on TikTok and Instagram. Hit those up and I don't get any money for it. It's all to support you guys. Um, if you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram at MarleyGrabby2 and on TikTok at MarleyGrabby. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, I absolutely want to pick your brain um, later on on the analytics as well too. I've got a great idea for you that you could potentially start doing as well too. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, so I am Thomas John Freeman on TikTok and YouTube. I'm Food Rule Driving on instagram and facebook i'm starting to get a little bit more stuff going on instagram and facebook as well too i want to try to make more uh friends out there as well too i have got a lot of content now on youtube i'm now running weekly videos on youtube um which has awesome. massively shown a massive a massive amount of fruit i have about 300 um subscribers 
it went from 200 to 300, 250 to 300 in a month just because I started posting weekly. So I'm going to see massive gains on that as well too. Um, awesome. I've got massive amount, massive amount of trips planned coming up. I just did a, a massive uh, weekend with Off-Road Affiliate and Kieran's Existence. There's a big video up on Kieran's pay, um, Facebook page. No, it's not Facebook. Um, his YouTube and my YouTube as well too. There's mad amount of footage some absolutely amazing four-wheel drives that showed up for that event as well too um and that was with off-road affiliate um and i'm trying to think of the sponsor living um that was like a mental health awareness group as well too just, just basically awesome speak out for you, look, look out for your mates as well too so um yeah it was just and that's really what nice. we want to support absolutely and it was a great it was a great day out as well too there were people out there that didn't know how to use their four by four at all like we're showing them how to use a tire deflator showing them how to put it in low range as well too like really starting from scratch and it really felt really great to show people through that as well so it was really really great loved it awesome yeah man. so do you want to sign us off there marley awesome bro um this has been off-road on air this is Marley Grubby signing out. Thomas Freeman signing out. We'll have to see you guys next time. Hit us up on all of our social medias if you want to ask to have any questions or anything like that of what we want to do. Cheers, guys. Have an awesome rest of your day and love you all. Bye.